0: According to the research in Harvard Business Review, only 8% of people achieve their dreams, and 92% they just give up or they fail to do it. Perseverance is the biggest factor when it comes to success. Benjamin Franklin has been quoted as saying that energy and persistence conquer all things. And I love this quote from Steve Jobs. He says that, I'm convinced that about half of what separates the successful entrepreneurs from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. In talking with today's guest, we are hearing an inspirational story of a leader who faced adversity early on in life and showed the power of perseverance to make a lasting impact. Welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Michael King. I am an executive coach and founder of Teams.Coach. I work with C-level leaders to clarify and expand the vision, elevate performance, and elevate their leadership. On today's podcast, I am joined by Kevin Cassidy, Kevin has been a Hollywood stuntman for over 17 years, featured in many movies that you and I both love. Spider-Man, Ant-Man, the names and the lists go on and on and on. Now Kevin is making a big shift to tell his story to the next generation. Everyone, please welcome Kevin to the Level Up Leader podcast. Hey Kevin, welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. It's so great to have you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. Good to be here.
0: You, your story is inspirational, um, and you're certainly doing a lot with uh, with with your life right now. Can you kind of give us a little bit of the backstory behind behind Kevin?
1: Uh, short story, uh, long story short, I guess I was uh, born with a pretty severe birth defect. I had a very severe cleft palate pretty much from my nose and upper lip where it was a bubble. I had no roof in my mouth, no teeth, no nose. I was I had uh, speech therapy all through school and a bunch of surgeries. And so and then that led to like bullying and teasing and finding outlets and sports and writing and, and all, all the hardships that come with that growing up. Uh, went on to play minor league baseball for a little bit. Uh, I was a teacher in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, really always wanted to mentor and teach and coach uh randomly we got into a sport called slam ball it was like full contact basketball and trampolines i was on tv for a couple of years doing that that shipped me to la i ended up getting in the movie business so was a hollywood stuntman for just under 18 years doing a oh, movie wow. i did black panther and ant-man and a bunch of marvel movies of the dark knight rises and performed, you know stunts and choreographed and coordinated stunts on some of the world's biggest movies uh that then I started having a family that took me away from my family too much. So I just retired from that a couple of years ago. And um, I was in London and Prague on Spider-Man far from home for about four months and flew home one weekend and see my daughter for her birthday and flew right back. So I'm like, this is not it's a young man's game. I'm going to hang it up and, and move on with my life. So managed right about when COVID hit. So I had plenty of time because movies weren't being shot. So I, got down and started writing the book. I've always wanted to write, um, open a business, a Ninja Warrior business for kids. I have a competitive team and we do birthday parties, mentorship programs, uh staff of about thirty in the physical gym. I have a mobile unit. I've run out to let fairs and festivals. I have another sales team that kind of runs a mobile unit to sell the schools and, and churches. And um I said I got the book. I'm doing a speaking engagements, podcasts. I'm writing a curriculum around the book right now to, to train teachers and students about bullying and mental toughness. And so uh, that's a long story short, I guess.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you've got you've definitely had been a part of some really cool things. I'm a I'm a massive superhero fan and uh, Marvel geek and all that stuff. So um, so that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. What are um what are now, you, you just put out a book, um, and you're 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 booking your speaking schedule. What is the big why behind everything that you're doing right now? What's the end game in this?
1: I've always been pulled to, to, to mentor or coach or just lift people up, and I, I really like that world, and I'm pretty good at it, I think. So I'm dialing that in and getting better at it every day. Um, a lot of things that I went through in life made me very mentally tough. I had uh, a physical deformity that was literally on my face, And the speech impediment, I couldn't hide from it. So I had like a lot of people or kids, they have something maybe that is a learning disability or family life, something they can hide under the rug and kind of back away from and maneuver around. Mine was up front. You had to figure it out. You're going to get bullied. Tomorrow you're going to get bullied. What are you going to do about it? Figure it out. So I was lucky in that aspect that I had a really uh, created some mental toughness and some perseverance for me that really helped me throughout my life uh going to college moving out to la being broke and all the other things that i kind of went through so the hollywood thing was really cool it got to meet a lot of famous stars and work on some big movies so I mean, that's that's a pretty good hook to get my real message out there of who you are matters more than what you are creating empathy being better leaders by that i was in charge of you know million dollar uh budget on movies you know, had to hire a bunch of stunt people work with the Visual effects coordinator, work with a fight choreographer, um, work with a director about schedules and everyone. There's so many teams had to kind of put together, and um, becoming better at that. And I think the reason I was good at it was because I had so much empathy f- from my younger years that I treated everyone as an individual. I kind of massaged every situation on an individual basis. And I'm big on uh, tough love. Uh, I'm tough. I, I'm tough with my kids, and I love them a lot too. So you can't have one without the other. That was. Uh, holding people to higher expectations individually, hold them accountable and love them and know what makes them tick and know how to motivate them. Um, so I've used that a lot. And I think a lot of my story a lot of all I went through in life helped me build that, that part of my, my ability up. And I wanted to share that with everybody with a book and the curriculum I'm writing and uh, have people get to that point of who you are matters more than what you are. I was a bully kid and never internalized that. I can leave that alone and move on with my life. I was a Hollywood stuntman hanging out with biggest movie stars in the world. Didn't internalize that. Didn't care about that. I can leave that in the heartbeat too, because I was really confident in my foundational character and what I call who, who I was more than what I was. So I want to give that strength back to the world without having them get bullied and, and go through some of the traumatic events I went through uh, in life. So that was my, that's my why.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really good. The, um, I like the I like the the value statement of value who you are versus what you are. Um, are you finding that identity and confidence, character? Are, are you finding that that's uh, a little bit harder to come by with this next generation that you're speaking to?
1: It's definitely lacking for sure. Uh, the I hire uh, I have a couple of full time people I hire and a lot of high school and college kids so that come help me do my summer camps and my physical uh, business of the Ninja Nation Ninja Warrior Studio, and a lot of I think. Life is just so easy now. You can make thirty thousand dollars a year, have air conditioner, a uh, iPhone, a car. Like technology has made life really easy, which is great, but it's definitely weakening people. Uh, Mm -hmm. The mental mental fortitude was easy back in the day, where if you were cold, you had to go chop wood, get a fire going. You had to figure it out, and you did it. And that you had to do had to do something hard, and that reveals who you are. It's very easy right now to not have to do anything hard. You can go through life without challenging yourself to do anything hard. You know, generations ago, you had to, like I said, chop wood, something hard every day just to get by. Now you don't have to do anything hard. And I think putting yourself in a position to do something hard, whether it's a cold shower, wake up an hour early, do some push-ups, do something that will maybe let you fail and do something hard kind of is what I try to preach to my my younger staff to to build that internal strength. Because it's really easy to be complacent in life right now because it's knock on wood, pretty good going. It's pretty easy.
0: Yeah. I found that people tend to have a tendency to to lead from uh, personal experiences. Um, So I I know that when I'm leading my team, uh, typically I, I try to practice what I preach the best way that I can, but typically my biggest convictions are because I've lived through something um, that worked for me. And I want people to experience the same type of success or the same type of, uh, outcomes that I've, you know, as long as they're positive, trust me, I've fallen flat on my face a million different times, but, um, but it sounds like the, the way that you lead, especially when you talk about tough love and valuing who you are versus what you are, you have some stories that are attached to some of those convictions. Um, what was the moment, uh, that you can remember to where you decided that you had to level up your leadership? What was the story that was attached to that?
1: um there's a lot of ones in, in the movie business because you get put in some positions where you're just a stunt guy I was um the bad guy in Ant-Man yellow jacket I was his stunt double everything in the yellow jacket seat was me going through the window doing all the fights I was the super villain in Ant-Man and that role you show up you train your fights you do what you have to do someone tells you what to do how to do it you perfect it you train you do your job and you kind of go home and then when I started getting behind the camera now I see, okay, well, the guy who told he had to work with the special effects coordinator and this guy in the rigging team to figure out the lighting and where it was going to go. And um, I started getting more jobs where I had to do more than just be a stuntman and organize like a whole set. I said, oh man, I got to figure this out. I got I to find out who are the best guys around me that I can hire to make me look good because you're throwing in just some things that you need to have a good team around you. So, number one, that that's huge. Uh, and luckily, and stunts, everyone came from nothing and you had to prove yourself over and over again. So there was no overnight sensation sensations and stunts. So the guys I came up with, I knew I had a relationship with, I knew who to pull from, what to pull from. This guy's good at fights, this guy's good at horses, this guy's good here. Let's get this team together and uh, and really run with it. And then dealing with different directors who might be a yeller and not organized, or the the scene changes, or we're doing this fight in the in the in the woods. Great, choreographic, hire the people a week before we film it, you know what? That's in the parking lot now. Well, all the stunts are people hitting trees. There are no trees in the parking <laughs> lot. Yeah, uh, figure it out. All right, who can drive a car? I don't know who's better. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you kind of pick the best people in the best spot. So those, a lot of those movies, because it's just go, go, go. Things change on a dime and really finding out who's with you, who can do what, and have that in your back pocket, who you can lean on for what, have that in your back pocket. Because I'm going to have to give you a, a budgeting meeting and leave the guys alone to train. And like, what are we training? Probably this, but here, run with it. I got to go to this meeting. So having those teams and people I can count on really was an aha moment. Man, I really got to find individuals that can come together and really, and really wrap this up. And that's really blossomed in everything I do
0: now. That's, that's powerful. That's super great. Uh, you wrote a book um, called Falling Down to Find Myself. Is that correct? correct yes uh what's the, what's kind of the big takeaway from this
1: it's pretty I'm calling it a philosophical memoir it's a story of my life and up to this point obviously with some philosophical themes one is the who versus what kind of thing. I, mean, I kind of my who was a B and C my what was a bully kid a popular kid an athlete a homeless broke kid a Hollywood you know stunt those are all my whats I didn't care about my who brought me through the transitions and made me a better person so i carry that through my story. And um, again, I'm trying to get that out there for people so they can you know, be a little bit more internal focused and not anything. I say, if you want a new idea, read the old book. These are not new ideas. These are like the stoics have been saying them for years. Know thyself. There's a, there's a thousand ways to wrap this up, but I put all those things into correlation of my life. My life's a pretty good personification of all those kind of things and why they make you a better human. And at the end of the day, a happier person. You gotta find out what makes you happy and uh, and work towards that. And no one's happy if all their happiness is based on external factors. I don't know if it's your job, your car, your your anything. Then there's you can name a thousand things. That's a shallowness to you. So you have to be happy with you know who you are internally before you can you know build that foundation up. So that was the that that's the book. My life with those philosophical kind of themes running through it. Some cool stories of I me in Hollywood sex, working with some great people who really also personify that. I did a, a um, movie called Salt, with Angelina Jolie, and had do a fight scene with her. I don't know the movie for two weeks. They fly me up in New York. I do a fight scene with Angelina tomorrow. I'm like, oh, all right. I think she's going to be kind of a diva. I don't really know how to handle. A lot of times, you'll have trained you with the actors. You get to know them. And, but sometimes, you just come in and come out. Uh, so this movie, I came in for a couple of weeks and came out. So I wasn't, didn't know everybody on set. And oh my Angelina, she's going to be kind of a nightmare to work with but, I really go or get my P's and Q's, be polite, and don't look her in the <laughs> eye. Or I was just really in my own head about her being a diva. And after meeting her for five minutes, all that was gone. Shook my hand. How you doing? Knew everyone's names. Getting water for people. Helping clean up. Now, we're doing this fight scene, okay? Just a nicest, down-to-earth, caring person. Immediately, I didn't care what she was. I didn't care that all her what's so of famous superstar. All I didn't, That all went away in 10 seconds because her who just was, Oh, this is a good person. I don't give a crap what all that stuff is. So there's a couple of cool stories of, of Hollywood people who have that, and that's kind of a goal like, to unlock whatever that is and and uh, other people. So
0: powerful. That's so good. Um, and and one of the things I love about your story too is that you know as I, as I'm working with leaders, sometimes leaders can get they they can almost get too attached to the platform or the thing that they're doing and not really kind of ignore the thing that they're being redirected to do, or maybe what their true calling is for you to be a part of these movies and to be a, you know, an established stunt person, have multiple different levels of your career in full swing. And for you to go, you know what? I really know what's important to me. I'm going to go ahead and step away. What was that like for you?
1: It was a little, it was relieving. And then a little scary, uh, weight lift a little bit because the last four or five years of my career i probably two or three really uh the passion i had for stunts and improving myself and i call it i gotta go kill a buffalo i'm a kind of a crumb magnum man i need a goal to hit and stunts had that very tangibly like i you know get this movie get better at this do this and i'm killing buffaloes i'm fulfilled i'm happy but that kind of pulling back to like mentorships and and help the world out. I felt like I was being selfish. Like I'm living a great life. I'm making money. I'm traveling the world like movie sex, but I'm kind of not getting fulfilled by that anymore. I feel like I really need to get out there and and give a message or just coach a baseball team, you know, high five a kid. You know, I I feel drawn to that world. That's more important to me. And then me having kids really helped me. Uh, No brainer. I got to go and be involved in these kids lives and, and do that for them. So it was a little bit scary, but I was ready. And the good thing about the stunt world, there's all there's no agents, no manager. It's all word of mouth. And I built up a huge network of friends that now run big movies. I can only make a phone call. Like, hey, you got to meet somebody. I'll fly down to Atlanta or whatever. And I work for a week and high-five you and get that. The locker room feel is what I miss. The guys and the physical outlet and all that. I like to say, a little bit overcorrected. I went from London and Prague doing Spider-Man to uh, home all day long driving my kids to... <laughs> So, so I said, <laughs> I, I need to do a movie like eh, a week, a month or something. I need to find a little bit of that balance. Huh? Uh, plus I have three girls, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So I'm kind of in the trenches right now in that
0: case. Oh, yeah, absolutely you are. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. my wife works full-time and she crushes it. So that helps a lot that uh, financially she she can able, I can take a big financial hit as I build this business up, the major business and my books and my speaking and a whole another, you know, five companies from the ground up. So it was a little bit scary, but I was very ready for it and excited about it. And then when COVID hit, it was a no-brainer. I had all these stories written out. I had all these presentations done for different parts of my life, who I was going to present present to, whether it's corporate media or teachers or students or whoever. I had all this stuff and stories. And when COVID hit, I didn't really do all this information I've been writing for years. I said, you know what? Just write the whole book. Get it all out there. And then put that, then you can take part of that book anywhere and give it who you want. And so I did that during COVID and I was a passion project that ended up just taking life of its own. And uh, so now I do miss movies a little bit. just a freedom to just go fall down the stairs and have a beer with my buddy. <laughs> um, so, but I'll go back into, I'll be able to step in and step out uh, once my kids are in school and all that. So uh, not too, I was, there's an ego attached to it the big thing is ego with me like I don't I've been I've been humbled my whole life over and over and over again right you think uh I was gonna you know get drafted to play baseball at a high level I got wrongfully arrested and thrown in jail and did jail time lost my scholarship they finally let me out I had to sign a um, um a contract saying I won't sue them or defamation of character there's a whole uh, bunch of stuff happened and so, right when I was get, I got hit down a lot. So, it was very easy to be humble my whole life. It was, I could have been a really bad human, I guess, if I didn't go through all these uh, humbling experiences. So, there's no ego attached or no self attached to me being a stuntman. So, that was a no brainer. Like, a lot of people get attached to their identity is what they are, especially if it's cool and flashy. And I can send you a picture of me and Tom Holland. Like, I I put value in that. I, I, I never did. So, it's easy for me to walk away from that and, and, and start something new.
0: Oh man, that's um, that's inspiring. You've um. You've naturally kind of have have gone through the the trenches on on multiple different things. Obviously, connection with people is important is important to you, and the outcomes of you making an impact with your life. It really sounds like um, that things are going in the right direction for you. Um, you have a book. You're 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 booking out your travel speaking right now um, for. For companies, for schools, for organizations, for conferences. Uh, we want to really get behind you and do whatever we can to really help elevate your platform. Um, how do people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, I have a website, kevincass.com, K-E-V-I-N-C-A-S-S.com. com. you can get my book there, my book's on Amazon, You can get my book anywhere. Uh, and I wrote the book as kind of a quick read. So I had two versions of it. One was kind of like a 400 page deep dive, character development, the whole movie. And then as I was talking to other writers like, and you want to do with the book, but so I want to use that as a tool to get in front of people. When you got to knock it down to 150 pages and make it, you know, people can read it in in a, in a week and really digest it. So the book is short and sweet with all the cool, fun stories and the philosophical themes in there. Um, so pick up the book. It's a quick read. And then they um, yeah, go to my website, contact me. It all goes right to me directly. Um, I'm going to start loading up a lot of these podcasts I'm doing, uh, my curriculum, my speaking, I got some big ones coming up that I'm going to professionally film and have that in my my marketing toolbox and start really building the website more towards speaker focusing and less for the book. Uh, But it'll all be there. So right now the website, just a little bio about me, buy the book. Here's a couple of podcasts I've been on. I write some articles on Substack as as a hobby, a couple of those free free thoughts on there. It's just kind of like it's me in a nutshell eventually that'll morph into more. Here's me on stage. Here's what I'm doing. Here's my curriculum. Here's the goals. Here's, here's all that. So that that's being built now. So if you have any, uh, any help building that I'm all ears. And, uh, like I said, I love meeting people and communicating. that's one of my strengths of, uh, building a good network around me. I, I really enjoy I'm a people person. I'm uh, so, um, that, that, that's huge for me. So.
0: I love it. I love it. So we have a Facebook group called the level up leader, uh, Facebook group. Um, how about that, right? It's pretty simple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Level Up Leader
0: Facebook Group. Yeah. Um, and so right now we have, I think, three or four hundred people that are actually in the group um, that that listen to the podcast, and we'd love for you to to join. So people can ask you questions directly, and who knows, maybe there's somebody in there that would love to be able to have you out and speak at their event. Um, yeah,
1: I'm already. In the, I'm in the group. I, I watched your uh, the uh, little trailer you you put out the other day about your intro and everything so yeah i, I went to it this morning i looked at the page i'm already in the group
0: <laughs> awesome love it love it man well i'm excited to get to know you more and uh and i think this will be a cool friendship and just kind of see man watching you uh thrive and and blossom from this point on so congratulations on all the things that you're doing and thank you for being who you are
1: yeah thank you very much appreciate it
0: all right thanks for being on the show yes sir Thank you for joining us today on the Level Up Leader Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps to get the word out and make sure to like subscribe and to follow so you get all of the episodes. Kevin shared his big value statement focused on who you are rather than what you are. I can relate to this. In working and coaching leaders, identity is the place where everything starts. The first ceiling that a leader eventually needs to face is removing false narratives about who they are. We cannot compete with horrible ideas of who we believe we are. Changing what we believe about ourselves is paramount to any leader leveling up. A special thank you to our featured artists, Names Without Numbers, for allowing us to use their music. We decided we wanted to feature music that I produced as a music producer, so that's really great. To find out more about everything that we're up to, please check us out at www.teams.coach and don't forget to join our Facebook group at teams.coach/levelupleaders.